This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two on this Sunday morning. All right, it is 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. All right, let's head down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith this morning, see what he's got to offer. Lynn, you got anything to offer this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, it's been been quite a couple of days, I'll guarantee you that. Right. Friday, it was dead calm, <laughs> and uh, we were praying for wind. Right. You know, it, it was dead calm, and then yesterday, it was howling. <laughs> yes. It, it was totally different. But, uh, yeah, Friday, I had a couple of guys, and, and uh, we were, oh, man, we were praying for wind. I was cruising around with a trolling motor looking for fish, and and uh, we finally found them, and, and uh, they, they got their limit of reds, and and they said, all right, let's, let's turn on the AC. <laughs> right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. It did warm up pretty good Friday ahead of that front. It was real muggy. Oh, it you know? did. It did. It got hot out there. Yeah, it did. And we headed in. It sure felt good to feel that air. I guarantee you. But, uh, now they caught the reds and had some nice reds and we came on in anyway. Uh, and then yesterday morning, it was just the opposite, you know, it, Boy, it was it pretty chilly, pretty chilly going out. And, right. Uh, and then out there, uh, I was cruising around on the flats, looking for the looking for the reds, and finally found them. And and um, they were pretty close to where I'd found them Friday. And uh, anyway, I had a had a couple from um, Dallas, and they were a real nice couple, a young couple. And um, anyway, they. Uh, we finally found these reds and, and got on them and um, they started catching these reds and they said, you know, gosh, we, uh, we hate to leave, but we need to get back. And, uh, and I said, really? I mean, you know, we're, these fish just turned on. And uh, I mean, just as I said that her husband caught a 24 inch red and, and uh, I said, man, these fish are just turning on. She said, I know, but we, we need to go. Okay. And that was about, uh, gosh that was about nine thirty, and i said whatever i mean you know okay so we left them biting and uh came on in and uh, but it was uh it was a good morning they were happy 
they caught some nice fish and uh anyway i got back and and i was kind of i was glad to come in early anyway because uh, i had to clean up everything clean the boat and everything and then they had uh we had a memorial yesterday afternoon for um captain ron elkins right and had, had that memorial for him and big turnout it was a really really good uh, inspirational deal awesome and it was yeah it was a really good turnout and i saw a lot of people i hadn't seen in a long time and um had a lot of good conversations and so it was a uh, it was a good deal and uh you know i got to stand up and and uh talk a little bit and tell a couple of stories and about ron and and it was it was really good so um it was a heartbreaker i'm telling you i know that's oh man we're at the stage of our lives that that's happening a lot with people we've known for years you just least expect it you know you know oh. boy here today, well, I'd known him. tomorrow man that's crazy well, I'd, I'd known him for over 30 years and we fished and hunted together for over 30 years from, from Alaska to Florida. And, um, you know, those memories don't go away. No, they don't. No. So anyway, it was, it was tough, but rewarding, you know? Yeah, I understand. But, uh, but anyway, it was, a it was a good deal. Like I said, I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time and, and uh, that was good, but um, gosh, it was a big, big turnout. <clears throat> so right. that was that was good. Yeah. So anyway, we move on, but life goes on. Man, how long did Ron fish down there? Well, um, let's see. I think thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've, I've been fishing here 30 years. Well, I've been guiding 30 years. He, um, I think he guided 35 years, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was a long time. Yeah, I think 35 years. Oh. Yeah. Well, he actually quit guiding about maybe four or five years ago because of his health, really. Yeah. But, um I, you know, I, I've been fishing here actually uh, since '68. Um, right. Yeah, but uh, I started guiding 30 years ago. But anyway, he uh, ain't been down here on the water quite a while. That's for sure. Our footprints are all over this place. Yeah, they are. We're <laughs> <laughs> like the dinosaurs, you know. Yeah, they'll, they'll find our footprints like the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh yeah, fossils on the shore. <laughs> in the mud. And how about old Red Childers? How long has he been running around down there? He's been oh, there forever. Gosh. Yeah, he was there uh, yesterday, last night. Was he? Oh, Red! Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen him in years, man. Yeah, he was there last night. Somebody was asking me about him. They said, "What about old Red?" I said, "Well, he's here." They went, "Where? Where?" <laughs> Yeah, he was there. But, uh, yeah, Red's around. Yeah, he used to be in, uh, in, um, oh, pit crew for, uh, oh, what was that, uh, race car driver? Oh, um, oh, goodness. Um, 
big race car driver out of Houston. Um, AJ Ford. That's the one. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the pit crew for AJ. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, they went all over the place. Oh yeah, that was a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it sure was. But anyway. All kinds of people living down here, boy. I tell you what, you could write a book about uh, people living in Port O'Connor. I guarantee you, we could write we could write a big book. <laughs> yes, I remember. Well, Rudy was down there for a while. Oh yeah. Gosh Almighty! You know they used to have a runway uh, right here in town, right in front of the old Tarpon Motel. Old and, I mean, Tarpon. I actually. I actually landed on that runway one time years and years ago. And, uh, oh, well, Walter Fondren used to land on that runway. Right. And, uh, they finally, they finally stopped it. They considered it a little bit too dangerous, you know, but, uh, and then we used to land on a runway, it wasn't a runway really, but we, we used to land over by the big jetties and, uh, used to land there and then, then walk on over to the jetties. Mm-hmm walk out on the jetties with fish that was many moons ago yeah back when lassie was a pup and moby dick was a minnow (laughs) (laughs) moby dick was a minnow i hadn't heard that expression in a while (laughs) i know but uh yeah we used to walk the rocks out there and you had to be careful but we used to walk them in the winter and we used to catch some just really massive trout out there and, uh, but you had to be careful when it warmed up because those rattlesnakes would come out of those rocks and get up on oh, those rocks. Oh, yeah. So you had to really watch that. But, um, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, you better know it. But, uh, there's some really monster rattlesnakes in, down in those rocks. Yeah. A buddy of mine has a house, uh, over by the little jetties. And, um, uh, Man, he, he sent me a picture uh, oh, a couple of years ago. Big old monster rattlesnake came out of those rocks and uh, right up right up by his uh, downstairs. It had to be a six-footer. I mean, the head on that snake was as big as your fist. Yeah, you got to be you got to be careful around town here all the time. You know, I'm always looking downstairs at my house. Because we got brush all around us. Yeah. Uh, they had a trailer house uh, next door to me over here, pretty close. And um, I heard a, uh, I heard some gunshots, a couple of gunshots one night. I was watching TV and I heard these gunshots. Boy, and I jumped up and looked. I saw some lights and I heard talking and everything. And, and uh, I walked out of my porch and I heard, I saw them pick up a big old rattlesnake. Well, uh, I, next day, uh, I walked outside and, uh, the girl that lived in that trailer, she walked out and I said, man, I saw y'all killed a big rattler. She said, oh yeah, this big snake. He, he, uh, crossed the road right here in front of the trailer. And, uh, I said, well, you know, you've got some cats and you're putting food out for those cats and the, the mice are eating that food. Well, what do you think's going after those mice? Yeah, the snakes are coming to the rats, man. That's it. That's exactly right. She said, "Really?" I said, "Well, yeah." 
I said, uh, that's what's coming after those mice. Quit feeding those mice. I'm quit feeding those rat, uh, cats outside. Uh, and boy, after she quit feeding those, those cats, well, never had another snake problem. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, that's what we always watch out for at Blaine's, especially going behind the lodge there where the grain trailer is, a big 18-wheeler trailer full of grain. You know, mm-hmm. that attack attracts rats, and uh, the snakes are going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. They're after those mice. They have to eat, too. <clears throat> that's right. I guarantee you. Oh, boy, boy. Oh, man, yeah. But anyway, I... I ran into a couple of old hunting buddies yes last night and hit that deal and boy they we we talked a lot of hunting last night. Did you shared pictures? <laughs> yeah, we were sharing pictures. And, man. Uh, oh man, it was it's getting that time of the year, isn't it? It's right around the corner, my friend. Yes, sir. A little nip in the air. Weather's and, changing uh, and uh man, we're a couple of weeks away. That's right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think next national holiday, opening weekend of deer season and waterfowl at the same time. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I know Interstate 10 will be just just covered up. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know it. I was coming coming down I-10 the other day, and. And uh, I went by uh, Luling, and uh, boy, Bucky's has that new store coming around. And, uh, you know, they're building another one, a new store at Luling. Are they? Yeah. They're building a new one right beside the old one. They're going to tear the old one down, I guess. But that new one that they're building is 75,000 square feet. And uh, it's going to be the largest one. The largest Bucky's, seventy-five thousand square feet. They're going to have four hundred and fifty employees. How many? Oh, four hundred and fifty employees. Store. That's uh-huh. crazy. Oh, it's a monster, monster store. I mean, I can't imagine. Now, the the one that they've got there now, I mean, you go in there, it's packed with people, packed. You know, it's it's crazy. I was coming back from San Antonio the other day. I went up there to that, that national ski shooting sh- uh, championships. And uh, I drove by there and I said, man, look at that new store they're building. And they're really coming along with it. And a friend of mine that was with me, he said, good grief, look at that store. I said, yeah, that's going to be the biggest one. <clears throat> 75,000 square feet. My goodness. It's crazy. And, uh, I mean, they're going to probably have to build a new exit to get to it. <laughs> you know? Redesign the freeway for everybody to oh, get yeah. off and get back on. Goodness oh, they gracious. will. They will. Unreal. Oh, oh man. Let me knock this break out, Lynn. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang on a second. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Texan Roofing. They're the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. 
And Texan Roofing has a Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing's found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with their honest roof inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing, and when you do, tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, and Tim and all his staff, they'll work directly with you. They uh, even hunt and fish. They know a lot about the outdoors. They'll talk that with you, too, and they'll work with you directly and do a superior job. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com. And please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 519 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back, my friend. All righty. Well, Friday before that front, um, I had some friends that waited and uh, threw artificials and caught some good trout uh, down here. So uh, the fish are here, and they were biting before that front. So uh, so it was happening, but right. uh, I didn't even target trout. I just uh, went after reds, and uh, that's what my customers wanted to do anyway. So, uh, so that's what we did, and uh, that's what we caught. <laughs> You know, yeah. but um, that's what we mainly been fishing for. That's been the that's been the target fish for us, and uh, it's working for us. Good old redfish, yeah. man, old rubber lips. They've been uh, been working. I've been saving the day for a lot of guides. You know, oh, a lot it of has. Fishermen. It sure has. You can face it, trout the, fishing just the, isn't the same right now, but it's it's slowly coming back. I mean, there's a lot of little fish, and uh, we yeah. take care of those. We'll be in good shape in a couple of years. I think so. I think so. And, uh, yeah, the trout that I have caught uh, have been good fish, and we've caught some small ones, you know. Yeah. And uh, But there again, when, I, when I'm in an area that has small fish, I've been just leaving them, you know. Sure. Just, no sense. Just, just 
Yeah, exactly. Grinding them down, exactly. beating them to pieces. Yeah, no sense in beating them up or uh, releasing them and let the parpas eat them. You know, that's that's crazy. Because those parpas will follow you around like dogs. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> it's like a deer coming to a corn feeder, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Boy, that's a, that's a fact. They'll puppy but, dog you in a heartbeat. I hate it when they start puppy dogging you while you're wade fishing, man. I oh, hate that. Yeah. Oh, I know it. And they will. They'll follow yeah. you around. And um, they'll just hang with you. But uh, you can't throw them far enough, <laughs> I guarantee you. No. Well, they after don't. seeing that guy's hand, that makes me even more nervous grabbing them. Oh, yeah. You know that yeah. guy you sent me that picture of where that porpoise got it grazed his hand, grabbing a skipjack yep. out of it, being released? Yep. yep. You better know it. I bet the next well, time he catches a skipjack, he'll sling it out of the boat. You know it. You know it. Well, you know, for years now, uh, I've when I'm wading, I carry a net. And uh, not just for skipjacks, but for trout, too. Because right. I mean, for sharks, you know, I don't want to reach out to grab a trout and, and draw back a nub because we've got so many sharks that right. uh, uh, I just, you know, for years and years, I've just said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to grab a trout, reach out and grab a trout or red, <laughs> uh-uh. uh, especially down toward greens and that area. Uh, oh man. Uh, even, even before we had a shark problem, that was always a hot spot. I mean, that, oh, yeah. uh, man, I've, I've been nervous oh, yeah. there a few times waiting at, waiting those sandbars and, oh, man, oh. sharks just. Oh, that's, it's covered up with them, you know, and I mean some good ones too. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some hair curlers. Oh, you better know <laughs> big it, old Wide headed, big, broad bull shark swimming through you. Nah, I don't like that. No, no. No, I've seen way too many down there. You know, that's a cousin to the great white. You know, they're a real unpredictable shark. Absolutely. And chances are anybody that gets bit, is it's usually by a bull, you know. Yeah. I, t- I told you about my neighbor across the street here, and he, I was cleaning my boat, and he walked over and said, told me about it. He was down there at Green's. Oh, it's been a couple of years ago now, and he, he was uh, wading with croakers and he took a do- dead croaker off his line and threw it, and uh, he said he was he put a new one on and he looked over, and the seagull was hovering over his dead croaker, about a foot over the water, and about that time, a about a six foot bull came out of the water and grabbed the seagull, Boy. and I said, "What did you do?" He said, "I went to the boat." <laughs> yeah, I said, "I don't, I don't blame you. I think I would too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think Boy, i'd have gone to the boat too not good you know i saw no. a gar i was fishing years ago when i was a kid we had a place up and off the trendy river a place called horseshoe lakes and uh i was fishing this one lake that had a lot of that uh green slime on it boy it had some big bass in it but it was called o'neill lake and i'm sitting there in my little old aluminum boat and throw motoring around and fishing and i saw this white herring this herring was just uh flying right over the water 
and this big alligator gar came out of the water and grabbed that bird and took it under, and all I saw was feathers come back to the top. Mm. Grabbed that bird and just took it under. Yeah. He saw it coming. I guess he was laying up sunning. He didn't miss that opportunity. Mm-mm. Man. That's the only time I've ever seen a fish eat a bird, you know, was that one time yeah. when that gar got that big old white heron. Man, oh, man. I had a seagull sure. one time. You can actually drown one and they'll come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I had David Brown and his buddy Jackson. This is a true story. I, I didn't make this up. It sounds far-fetched, but it's the God's truth. We'd pulled out the... They they had court cases that morning or whatever, and they wanted to do an afternoon trip. So they met me at Thompson's. We slide around the corner, and I'm heading to the back. I was going to go back there and fish topwaters in that shallow water, and there's a school of birds working right off of the deep end of Dow's Reef. So I said, well, let's see what they are. There's been some reds hanging out here. Well, I slide in there, put the trolling motor down. We start catching little trout, you know, pound and a half, two pounds, and then then we get into the reds. Well, uh, I got in a hurry and casted too high, and I and I hooked a gull. Well, my line just kind of went over his back, and I guess he got his wing in it. And uh, he went down, and my lure went in the water, and a big red ate that uh, <laughs> ate my tail and pulled that gull underwater. So I'm fighting this red, and the gull's about 10 feet from him. The gull's underwater. Well, I get him up to the boat. Well, the gulls totally drown. I get that off, throw it in the floor of the boat, net the redfish, and uh, take it off and throw it back. And uh, I look over at that gull, and I said, man, <laughs> he's done. So I just kind of flipped him over the back side of the boat. Well, I'm back up on the trolling motor again, and then I hear this this gurgling noise. <laughs> I look back. We all three look back at the same time. That gull had picked his head up, and you can see him regurgitating water out of his bill, and he got up and flew off. And we we uh, laughed for two hours after that. We'd never seen him. <laughs> we thought that gull was toast. I'll be done. How about that? Mm. Back from Man. the dead. Yeah. The seagulls are done. pretty durable. <laughs> I thought he yes, was drowned. I'll be darned. Man, oh, man. He was coughing the water up, buddy. <laughs> he was gagging huh. it up. Pretty tough. Good grief. Yeah, that's pretty tough. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> well, they got a tough life, let's face it. You spend enough uh, time out on the water, you see some weird stuff, man. Boy, you do. You do that. Mm-hmm. We saw a pelican one time, you know, kind of floundering around on top of the water. We were coming in, and I pulled over to check on it, and it had a, it had a super spook. The back hook was in his, uh, in his foot, because he had got it in his mouth. And whoever, he, you know, whoever's lure he picked up, he broke it off. There was about ten feet of line on the end of the eye of the hook, you know, the bait, and. Yeah. Uh, I guess he had taken his foot and trying to get it out of his mouth, his bill up there, and he was he was in a world of hurt. You know, his bill was hooked and his foot was hooked, and we we saved him. We mm. got him up there, and he said, "Man, he's snapping at me." I said, "Just just hold, put your hand around the bill and hold it shut, and I'll get the pliers. I'll get it out of the bill first, and don't let go of the bill. Hold on to it till I get it out of his foot." Yeah. And, uh, 
we threw him over the side in the water and he picked up and hooked him up brown pelican hmm. you know how they'll dive bomb you know the shad when they're on them anyway and i guess he dive bombed somebody super spook and that didn't come out too good for him oh yeah yeah boy they uh there's something i i was at the cleaning table one day and we had a bunch of brown pelicans around there of course and and uh there was one one there with a band on his leg and he had a little square transmitter on his back really with a little with a little antenna on it they were tracking him yeah i've never seen one like that before i hadn't either that's pretty cool yeah, it was real cool. You know, back in the day, you never saw them up the coast. You'd always see them way down by Port Isabel or into Mexico, the brown pelicans. Mm-hmm. Boy, they made a oh, comeback made, on this upper coast. They made, yeah, they made a big comeback. Yeah. But I'd never seen one with a little transmitter on him. No, I haven't either. Or a yeah. band. No. So they're really following him for some reason. But uh, tracking him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They were tracking him. I don't guess you want to make gumbo out of him. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, How did uh, that brown pelican taste? Oh, cross no. between a spotted owl and a bald eagle. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> the old joke. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, I was telling somebody, I said, you know, the bad thing about hummingbirds, it just – Takes so many hummingbird breasts to make a gumbo. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hummingbirds, they all uh, they all disappeared with this front. I hadn't seen any around my house. In two or three I bet days they did. Now. I bet they did. You it know, was always I, uh, I kept... about this time of year when I'd have that uh, that last Rockport tournament of the year, and mm-hmm. they'd have the hummingbird festival and all that down there. And man, all the hotels you stayed at, they had hummingbird feeders up, and there was just dozens of them on every feeder you know staging oh, up know. before they made their flight you know oh yeah oh yeah i kept seeing them around here you know they'd be buzzing and and lighting in my trees and everywhere oh yeah yeah and if you got bottle of... bottle brush bushes man that'll attract them in a heartbeat that's a oh yeah they oh, love yeah. bottle brush yeah for sure let me knock this break <laughs> out lynn we'll talk about some deer hunting coming up can you believe that's in two weeks two weeks we're gonna be talking deer hunting people are gonna be doing it all right hang with me well i need to take a moment to tell everybody about boyd's one stop they're the home of the supercharged super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the texas city dike at 227 dike road and if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip look no farther than boyd's from their tanks to your live well That bait is as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with the oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand there at the store. They have them on display, all their different size bottles, regulators, diffusers. If you need more info on them, you can call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And while you're at the store, check out, you know, they got any kind of bait you need for whatever run of fish you're on, but uh, check out all their wild-caught guff shrimp. No farm-raised at Boyd's. Look for the big 912s, the 1618s. They've always got them. Great price, great, great availability, and their Cajun Grill next door puts out some really good food. Call them at 409-945-4001 or check them out at boydsonestop.com. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 536 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn. We are back. Well, I'm already starting to gather up my stuff to head head south, <clears throat> southbound and down, and uh, and get out there in those piney woods, man, or uh, mesquite woods. <laughs> yeah. And start chasing those deer, boy. We've got hunters lined up uh, the second week of November and uh, some uh, management hunters, so we're going to start getting after them. And um, so I get down there and scout, and um, we've got um, we've got some eight pointers that we need to take out. So I'm gonna get down there and scout and, and locate them and and uh, be ready. And some nice so, eight pointers too. Uh, oh gosh, yes, yeah. So um, I'm gonna scout around and make sure we know exactly where they are. But they've been keeping the feeders full and. And, um, so they're, they know we're there. We know they're there and, and, um, just a matter of getting down there and taking them, you know, want to get them for the rut. You get that picture of that buck I sent you on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty nice deer, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. I've been getting several pictures from people sending me pictures and there's some good deer this year, real yeah, good. Yeah, there is. That was a, that's a big bow kill right there. Oh yeah, yeah, real good deer. A buddy of mine sent me a picture um, of a deer that a guy killed right up here near Goliad, I think it was. That um, took um, took this deer, and it was like one in the one nineties, mm. and uh, uh, not, it's not even high fence deer. Right. low fence and i said man heck of a deer but they had watched this deer for several years 
and uh, did good deer management. And they uh, even the neighbors didn't um, didn't want to take him. They let him they let him grow up. Let him walk. And uh, you know that's what you got to do. That deer was back and forth across fences, and and uh, they agreed not to take him. You know that deer was probably five and a half or more. It may have been six and a half. But, uh, oh, he was a hoss, you know. But he was like 193, something like that. Don't you think Man, these deer, once they get, you know, six, six and a half, seven years old, that that's their best potential. That's the best they'll ever be, you think. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's... I hear people argue about, no, if you let them go to nine or ten, they'll even oh. be better. But, you know, usually when I see a deer – that old, he's kind of on the downside, and he's not near what he was when he was six or seven years old, as far as right. size. You know, even even the body, you know, is just he's just not uh, he's not in too good a shape. No, we had one that uh, that was hanging out this one stand, and he was a he was a massive twelve. Oh, he was he was a hoss, and and we had twenty nine does at that stand. And we wouldn't let anybody hunt that stand. We were just letting him breed, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't let anybody take does or 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 bucks or anything at that stand. We said, uh, and uh, we said, let him let him go ahead and breed there. And boy, he was a he was the the stud there, man. And uh, I used to love to go sit in that stand and just watching, you know. Right. Man, he was a hoss. But the next year. He dropped down to a 10. Really? You know, he did. Yeah. He dropped down to a 10 point. He was on the, on the, the downslide. And uh, we went ahead and took him that year as a 10 point because he was going downhill. And he was probably a six and a half that year. Right. But um, the year before, he was a massive 12. But uh, we had videos of him fighting another deer. Boy, they were two big bruisers, man. That other one came in there, and man, he, as a 12-point, he really, he really was the stud at that stand, I'll guarantee you. (laughs) Man. uh, I had a a big trophy hunter that uh, was on the lease, and he he came down, and we put him in that stand, and and I told him, I said, man, there's a big deer here, and uh, but don't don't shoot one unless you call me before you shoot him. Well, he called me. He said, man, there's two big bucks here, and man, they're fighting out here. I said, don't shoot them. Uh, those are breeders, you know. We're letting them breed. He said, oh my God. He said, I'm videoing them. I said, yeah, just video them. They're not going to leave there, but just video them. We'll, we'll talk about it at the lodge. And he showed me the video at the lodge. I said, "Yeah, that's that's these two bucks that we're not going to shoot them. They're just breeding." He said, "Oh my we're God, that was genetics on. Hope they get oh, yeah. the right doe." You know. He said, "Oh my God, that was something to watch." I said, "Yeah," <laughs> and it was funny. We we had a video of that big deer, and he hung out there at that feed pen, and and this here came a, another ten point coming down the Sendera, right along the edge of the brush, coming to that feeder. And, boy, when he got close to that feeder, he got real stiff-legged, and he was kind of just 
walking up to that feeder puffed up, you know, and he was, he was going to really show his stuff, you know. And when he got up close to that feed pen and he saw that big buck, you could, on the video, you could see that, that buck's eyes get real big. <laughs> and he looked at that big deer and he slowly turned around and walked off. <laughs> like, uh-uh, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> it was funny as it could be. He just turned around and walked off. Like, no, uh-uh. I said in this damn one big. time, this, this uh, Big Ten was there. He just, he wasn't. He just wasn't old enough to take. He was a shooter, but he just wasn't old enough. But uh, yeah. he's kind of the he's kind of ruling the roost around that uh, blind and feeders and all that. And this little young eight comes out there and he starts that posturing. You know how he's walking stiff legged and hair, you know, all ruffled up and mm. he's all bristled up and everything. And then once that. Uh, 10 a little older than him gets over close to him and starts that circle walk he bolted like a jackrabbit (laughs) he said no i i hadn't grown up enough for this Uh uh-huh they're cool to watch man it is it's so fun to watch them yeah it is yeah they think there's something but boy when that big boy (laughs) shows his stuff uh -uh. no i don't want any part of this (laughs) yeah it's funny it's fun to watch them, but it's also fun to watch those young ones get together and lock horns, you know, and and uh, learn the business, you know. They learn what how to do it. Yeah, but but it's it's nature in progress, you know. You, you I love watching that. Kind of like us when we were kids growing up, we knew who not to mess with. Sure, sure, but uh, that's why I love getting out there and scouting and uh ahead of time and uh seeing those young deer you know show their stuff strut their stuff and brings back memories doesn't it yeah <laughs> it really does i saw a guy killed a deer one day they brought him in and he had, he had a fresh it was during the rut and his uh left eyeball was poked out yeah you know gouged out from being in a fight uh-huh. so he, yeah he yeah uh, he was pretty beat up Oh yeah, he messed with yeah. I was he messed with the wrong one. Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was driving back to a ranch house one day, about oh about uh, midday, and there was a buck walking parallel to the road, and boy, he had been fighting. His tongue was hanging out. It was a ten point. The tongue was hanging out, and there was a chunk of meat hanging off of his rump. Wow, man, he, oh, it was unbelievable. And he could care less about me driving alongside of him. I videoed him, uh, him just walking along parallel to the truck. Boy, he was beat down. uh, Yeah. Oh, he was, he had really been in a fight, boy. And, um, I got back to the ranch house and I showed the guys that video and, um, and he was a good deer. I mean, he was a, he was a one fifty class. Uh, right. 10 point but um anyway uh one of the guys ended up shooting him a few days later but uh man he has really been fighting and he, you know when they when they get in that rut like that they could care less about their surroundings no, you know they got one they, thing on their mind they got that's one it. thing on their mind and that's that's it 
you better know it. You, know, you better know chase, it. Like chase does, just they'll stay on a hot doe. The doe will come to the truck for safety to get away from the buck, and the buck will walk right up there with her. You, yeah, you can stick a pistol yeah. out the window and shoot that deer. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know you can you can shoot a deer, shoot a buck, drop him. And another buck will come running out of the brush and lock horns with that dead deer on the ground <laughs> and just try to fight that dead deer on the ground. I've had them yeah. do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, when the road is up. I've seen it personally, but I've heard about it. You know, somebody will shoot oh. a buck, and then another buck will oh. come out of the brush and start beating him up while he's on the ground. I've had them do it. Buck. Yeah. I've had them do it. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's it, they're crazy, boy. When they're in the rut, it's it's rut on, oh, which yeah. is really dangerous too. You know, it because is. if you if you get out of the blind to walk out there, I mean, they could come after you. You know, they could they could attack you. Sure. So you gotta you gotta be on the alert. They're not afraid of anything when they're in that mode. No, they're not. Mm-mm. Not at all. The people over the years have been, a, you know, attacked by deer that they've knocked down and walk up on, and they're not dead. That's right. I think I, I sent you the picture of that guy that walked up on his deer, and it wasn't dead. It jumped up and attacked him. Didn't I send you those pictures? Is that the one with his uh, skin on his head peeled back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Looked like somebody yeah, that... scalped him, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And uh, that's that happens a lot, you know. People well, walk look up at all the people here. that go up to Yellowstone, you know, tourists. Oh yeah, you know, want to pet a buffalo or walk up on an elk <laughs> or something. I mean, are you oh. serious? We're talking about oh. a wild animal. Yep, yep. I know. I guess it. somebody like that to try to pet a polar bear because they look so friendly and cute in oh Coca-Cola God. commercials. <laughs> yeah you know i tell people i said if you shoot a deer and you walk up on him and his eyes are closed he's alive he's not you dead got that right if his eyes are open he's dead yep. and uh, if his eyes are closed you better shoot him again <laughs> yeah but uh yeah people just don't realize you know i was on a friend of mine's ranch and he he had a, a wild hog that they kept feeding and they they kind of considered him as a pet i said he's not a pet no he's a wild animal and he could hurt you he could hurt you and uh you better keep your kids away from him you know that that's dangerous it really yeah, it is. is you don't it's not good to feed wild animals no not at all you know, unless it's like what we do, deer hunting, you know, a feeder and all that. But you're not you're not hand-feeding them and bringing them up close to the house and putting scraps out for them. You know, I see that a lot out my way. People will take their table scraps, and they'll get on their ATV, and they'll run to the end of their driveway or to the back of their property and, and dump them on the ground and, and attract coyotes and everything else. And then they mm. got a problem. Yeah. They do it every day. Man. And, uh, but they just don't realize what they they're doing. They don't realize. And then they come up, one of their little dogs are missing. Well, wonder what happened to that little dog. He's in the coyote's belly somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I uh, uh, went to work out in California years ago, and and uh, I was out in San Diego. And uh, actually, I, I was going to live in Ramona, which was on out move out uh, west, uh, east of uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so a buddy of mine lived out there, and I was at his house. We were going to watch a football game, and he had a big picture window, and it it looked out over a big hill, rocky, all kinds of boulders and everything on it. So we're sitting there watching this football game in the afternoon, and and uh, all of a sudden something caught my eye, and I turned and looked, and there's this coyote just kind of trotting through his front yard with a cat in his mouth. Oh, Lord. And I said, I said, look at this. And he went, oh, God, there goes another one of my cats. <laughs> he said, that's about the sixth cat I've lost. I mean, those coyotes love cats. They do. And you have, you, if you have cats, they'll get them, I guarantee you. Yeah, or a small dog, you know. Yep, yep. They'll get them. And uh, a lot of... Uh... Well, a good friend of mine, he led his little Yorkie miniature out one morning. He had a little Shih Tzu and a Yorkie, and he took them out, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, the little Shih Tzu ran towards the back door and just stayed there, and he's trying to find the other one. Well, it was gone. And uh, I don't know whether a coyote got it while he was standing out, you know, because he stayed out there with him. But uh, it could have been a great horned owl too, you know. An owl, <laughs> that's that. Oh yeah, they uh, those things are bigger than you think they are. Some of them get yeah. huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. You never know, know it. You never know. Yeah, I uh, I was hunting uh, down there at George West, and uh, I looked up, and uh, there was a doe had a little baby fawn still had spots yeah and uh the fawn i saw the fawn running zigzagging and i saw this it, it looked like golden eagle came down swooping trying to get that little fawn wow and that little fawn was zigzagging boy and he was <laughs> running trying to get back to his mama <laughs> and that Eagle was swooping down trying to get that fawn, but he couldn't get it. He missed it. And it finally, that fawn finally got to the mama. But um, anyway, a little later, I uh, I heard something land on top of the stand. And I said, you know, I bet that's that eagle. And uh, I said, you know what? I, and I could hear it walking on top of the stand. I could oh, hear the, the talons, you know. And, and so I said, you know good maybe when this thing takes off i'll get a pretty close look at him you know well a few minutes later i hear the thing taking off you know boy i'm i'm looking out the window and this bird takes off it was a turkey turkey (laughs) turkey (laughs) turkey had landed on the stand (laughs) well i bet you could hear them wings beating when he took off that close to oh yeah oh yeah boy boy, that eat me up one time I shot it with number nine shot, and I got uh-huh. one in the head, and he's down there in the sender with, you know, doing that wobble with his head wiggling oh, yeah. around. Oh, man, I'll never do that again. I went up and grabbed him by the neck, 
And buddy, oh man, no. if I hadn't, it was cold. If I hadn't had that heavy coat on, his spurs would have tore me up, man. He, his wings were beating me to death. And all my buddies are in a jeep laughing so hard they they're about to fall out. <laughs> Said if we'd had that on video, that would have been the best ever. Oh man, I let him go and he just flew off. I, I guess I got one BB in the head just right to stun him, kind of knock him out. <laughs> oh, good great. Him up, and that turkey ate me up, buddy. Oh, he could spur you to death. <laughs> oh, he was hitting me in the chest. You know, I had a big old heavy down jacket on. And uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I shot a turkey one time, and, and uh, I went and picked him up, and I was walking back to the truck, and, I had my shotgun on my shoulder, and as I'm walking back to the truck, I walked up on a bunch of turkeys, and boy, I, they a whole bunch, about a dozen of them, and they took off, and and I just wheeled that shotgun off my shoulder and rolled one, man, <laughs> flying. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I ended up with two turkeys, but um, yeah, they uh, they got that big old spur, boy. They could hurt you with that spur, yeah, I guarantee. I, I, get I guarantee. That's a big bird, big wild. Yes, bird. it is. I'll never yes, it is. Another one. Heck, <laughs> I should have shot him again to make sure, but I figured, oh, he's out of it. Yeah, it was number nine coming it's... out, you know, above his eye, out of his skull, but it wasn't enough to kill him. He flew off after he got through whipping my butt. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Good times. You never forget stuff like that. Oh no. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, number nine's as uh, a little small. To be well, we were we were quail hunting, and uh, it uh, we turned the corner in the jeep, and there he was. I thought I smoked mm-hmm. him, but <laughs> I didn't get enough of him. <laughs> All right, buddy, three inch yeah. bag number nines. I used to get a case of those every year just for quail hunting for those blue quail. You know where you can really wipe them out. Oh yeah, them down to Sendera, they won't jump up and fly. You can look like you right. rolled a bowling ball through them. <laughs> yeah. <clear> path out. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, Lynn, you have yep. a good Sunday. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you or call you about a management hunt or whatever, how they get hold of you, brother? Oh, you betcha. They can get me at uh, 361-935-6833. Uh, All right, my friend. Well, Lynn, you have a good one. Always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. See you. You too, man. You have a good one, Mickey. We're going to do it. All right, man. All right. That's Captain Lynn Smith down in Port O'Connor. Time for our top of the hour, national anthem and all that. Get you another cup. Sit back. We're going to have another hour of this. Fun and games on a Sunday morning. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.